welcome to the Plant Witch Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? smells like spring. I'm outside on this 40-something degree morning after it was just four degrees a few days ago. The squirrels are scampering, chasing each other with renewed vigor. These are the days between, the times between, the 12 days between Christmas and Epiphany, the week between Christmas and New Year's. In many cultures across the world, this is a time of rest and reflection and celebration and recalibration. And that is where my energy is now. I have found it to be a central part of my personal practice to reflect on the cycles of time throughout my life, to try to catch the arc of the story. What is happening in this life of mine? What is my trajectory? What is the story that I have chosen so far? Is this the story I want to live into? Is there another story that's emerging now out of the arc of my life? One of the ways I've done this is to draw timelines of seven years and just write in those seven-year timelines from the age of zero to seven years old, from eight to 14, from 15 to, you know, on and on. And look and see what happened in those chunks of years over my life to look for repeating themes, challenges overcome, skills cultivated. So I start to understand the plot. What is the uh, sort of blueprint or story arc or constellation of beliefs that create the central sun around which the events of my life orbit? How, what is the magnetism or the gravity that holds the events of my life together around me? And this to me all comes down to this um, sort of human skill and propensity to select memory and select stimulation to pay attention to and Um, You know, a lot of things happen to us in a day. 
which of those things do we remember? I don't know if you can hear the red-shouldered hawk calling. I'm sure you heard the crow. But I've chosen to select that stimulus. I hear the red-shouldered hawk and I bring that sound into the story. The sounds of nature all around me are part of my story. The smells, the sights, the movement of the stars, the phases of the moon, they are part of my story. I select them. There are plenty of people all around me who would have not even heard the red-shouldered hawk call, who wouldn't have just heard that woodpecker calling across the field. That's not part of their story. They're not attuned to that. What are you attuned to? What do you notice? As you look back over your life, what has drawn your attention enough to make it part of your story, part of your memory? As I go through my day and I notice what I notice, I become aware of what I'm selecting for. And that says a lot about what I prioritize. And what I prioritize says a lot about what I believe. I don't subscribe to the belief that there is a core, solid self that we just have to find and then we can rest in that solid self. I've spent a lot of years trying to find that core, solid self with a capital S, only to find a whole lot of space (laughs) where I thought that self might be. Instead, what I've come to find is that there's this shifting openness, almost like a meadow or a forest clearing in the center of myself through which things move. Beliefs, ideas, interests, And the closest thing I have found to a self is this um, sort of set of rules about what matters to me. And even that has shifted over time. But there are some central tenets that don't shift, like listening for crows and red-shouldered hawks and woodpeckers, caring about the voice of the land has been a central tenet of that vastness of self my whole life. And so it's a core part of me. What are the core parts of you? What has not changed while everything else changes around you? What do you notice? What can you not help but do? I cannot help myself but look up at the sky at night. I must. I'm compelled. I can't help myself but writing. I must write. If I don't write, it hurts in my body. I am compelled to write. 
these are things that are unchanging about me. Now there are periods where writing is hard, where it doesn't flow easily, but it, that flow returns. As I'm talking, a mockingbird is sitting right in front of me, wagging his tail wildly, clearly communicating something that I don't have the skill to interpret. But when I think of mockingbirds, you know, part of their central core self is their ability to understand the language and mimic the language of so many other creatures around them. And this mimicry is core to who they are. I have a friend recently tell, who told me that she had struggled with this idea of her adaptability to social situations being a flaw, that she had no core self, that she could adapt to any situation, she could get along with anyone, and that she had come to believe that this was a weakness because she wasn't firm in her authenticity. But something shifted in her and she realized that her ability to adapt was her authenticity. That her ability to show up in many different social situations as different parts of herself and relate to all kinds of people was actually part of her gift and how she's wired to be. Mockingbird understands that gift well. There's something else about Mockingbird that I just love. The young males specifically have this habit where they will call out in the middle of the night all of their songs. My husband and I sat out one night and listened to 20 or more songs from one Mockingbird. When the forest is quiet, they have a captive audience. <laughs> You know, this is like midnight or one in the morning. This mockingbird was just singing his heart out. He can't help himself. He's compelled to call into the night. It's part of his core self. And now I'm watching him eat cedar berries off of the cedar, the red cedar trees. And that relationship between Mockingbird and cedar is core to the self of Mockingbird. What are you in relationship to that is core to who you are? What do you rely on for nourishment? What do you go back to again and again that always has open arms to embrace you the way the cedar has open arms to embrace Mockingbird? For me, that's been books my whole life. I can go back to books, reading books, to feel at home, to feel sheltered, to feel nourished. Also to forests, um, to sitting on the ground with a dog in my lap, 
there are places and, and experiences that always feel nourishing. What are those things for you in your life? And as we spend time asking ourselves these questions, and we start to get an understanding of the, the core sense of who we are, then the next layer is what are we being asked to develop? So life has put me in circumstances over and over and over again where I'm asked to develop the skill of tending others, tending to their physical needs, tending to their emotional needs, tending physically to the land, to my home. Again and again, I've been called to tend, to care for. And this is something that has become very clear to me as a central part of my story in this lifetime learning to attend this part of my life. Clearly I'm being asked to attend myself. I've gotten good at tending children, patients when I was a nurse in the hospital. And now I'm learning to tend my own body and to tend this home that I live in and to tend this land that I live on my ability to respond to nuanced needs by tending to things that are subtle is growing in skillfulness. I've also been asked to grow in my courage and my willingness to use my voice in more and more unsanctioned ways. This is the arc of my story, tending and bravery, and learning to listen more deeply. Again, that's that thread of subtlety, the subtle language of my own body, the subtle language of nonverbal creatures that that I'm in relationship to, the trees, babies, my pets. My skills of listening are being refined over time. I have found it so fascinating to see these same um, themes reflected in my astrological chart by many readers over the years and through my own investigations. My propensity to attend to things or tend things is reflected in my North Node in Cancer and my Mars in Virgo. My inability to keep myself from writing and from using my voice in more and more courageous ways is reflected by my son Mercury Kazimi in the 12th house in Sagittarius. So as I learn more about the blueprint of my incarnation through astrology 
and I reflect more deeply on the story arc of my own life, I start to understand the challenges, the struggles, as leading somewhere to a deepening and a skillfulness. And I start to understand that there's a reason that certain things matter to me, that stand out to me on this journey of life as guideposts or landmarks that other people would just walk right past because they're wired differently. They have their own blueprint that is not a match to mine. And that diversity of focus is what makes this world work. That's one of the things I love uh, about being in groups and women's circles. We'll read a passage together and then everyone will reflect on how that passage landed for them and the different things that stand out to different people and the different interpretations that people have is such a reflection of their core beliefs and values, the lens through which we all see the world. And when we're vulnerable enough to share openly those different interpretations and reflections, then we are all gifted with a more vast perspective of what is possible and of how others might perceive something, not as an affront to our beliefs or our perceptions, but as a compliment to them, contributing to the wholeness. I like to think of Mockingbird as a sort of philosopher, studying the voices of so many different beings, holding a more holistic language of what is possible. And of course, Mockingbird is not alone in that study. His relatives, the Jays and the Crows are also wonderful linguists in the avian world. So in this time, outside of time, in this portal between what was and what will be, where do you find yourself? What matters to you? What story are you telling about your own life, about the world we find ourselves in? I don't know if you can hear Ren making her alarm or his alarm. Wren is sacred to the Druids. I think in Welsh, the word Wren is little druid or something like that. They build their nests like little moss huts. And druidry and being a druid is now becoming central to who I see myself to be, where I belong myself to. Writing that part into my story, weaving that thread into my tapestry has changed the arc of story for me. And it hasn't. You know, it's it's changed in the sense that I have community now um, in a new way. But it hasn't changed in the sense that all of the beliefs I already had 
have just been strengthened, validated, and edified through my belonging to Druidry. It's been a homecoming. When I tell people I've just discovered I'm Druid, they often say, oh, I thought you were Druid all along. I always saw you as Druid. (laughs) I recently, I think I talked about last week, that I took my vows as a deaconess in the Gnostic Celtic Church, which is the religious branch of Druidry in the United States, at least. Um, And just this week, I was accepted as a novice monk in the monastery of the Gnostic Celtic Church. So I will be taking the monastic path, which is deeply nourishing to my spirit. As I gather to myself more elements of the story of my life that support this deepening exploration of relationship with this land and all who dwell upon it. That is the unfolding story of my life, deepening my listening, deepening my responsiveness, deepening my relationships with humans and non-humans alike, and with my own self, the animal of the self, as well as the human of this self, and the eternal nature of the spirit that has come to dwell within this human animal self. What are the new threads that you have woven into your tapestry this year? What are the new elements of story that you've added to your plot arc this year? We have big plot pieces that are collective and given to us that are woven in. We're recovering from a pandemic, a global pandemic. Um, Our technology is failing in a lot of ways, at least here in the United States. We've had some really major airport failures um, in the past week, leaving thousands of people stranded in other countries and in this country, including the crews of the airports or of the airplane airlines. Sorry. The continued political tension in this country and globally. These are all meta plots that we are weaving into our personal stories and how we respond to these collective elements of the story tells us a lot about who we are as well. So if you look at the coming Gregorian year of 2023, as a blank chapter in the ongoing story of your life that has some elements filled in, the meta plot, the story arc of what you're bringing from the past uh, decades of your life. If you were given a magic pen and told that you could write the story however you wanted, what would it be? What would you write? What would the story arc look like in this next Gregorian year? What elements would be important, central to your story? 
exercises like this I have found to be extremely useful in this dreaming time, this time between times. May you find, as you check in with yourself about this story arc, may you find a gem, some treasure that you hadn't noticed before about what is central to you, centrally important to you. And may you discover more about who you belong to, where you find nourishment, And then may you have the ability and the resources to put yourself in the presence of that which nourishes you, like the arms of cedar for Mockingbird. May that be a central storyline in the coming chapter of your life. Finding the time and the resources and the energy to put yourself in places that actively nourish the essence of you. May it be so, and happy Gregorian New Year to you. Thank you for joining me for the Plant Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, a mother, a holistic nurse, and a practitioner of the ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me, and it's time to come back to life.